0: Welcome to SKUcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs in the promotional products industry. SKUcast shines a light on our industry's best work, features maverick personalities, and discusses what's really involved in running a modern promotional products business. SKUcast is the official podcast of Common SKU. Two years ago, we had our friend Paul Reitzer on the SKUcast. Paul is the founder and CEO of the Marketing AI Institute and founder of Ready North, HubSpot's first partner agency. I asked Paul at that time to define artificial intelligence. He said this.
1: The best way to think about it is artificial intelligence is the best definition I've seen is the science of making machines smart, meaning machines, you know, hardware, software doesn't know how to do anything without being told what to do. Yeah. So we've adapted that definition to marketing AI as being the science of making marketing smart. But AI is just this umbrella term for tools and technologies that make the machine smart. The primary subset of AI is machine learning. And what machine learning means is it takes data in, again, it could be any kind of data, it could be in your CRM system, your analytics, and then it makes predictions about outcomes. So it's the machine learning and then using this data to predict what's gonna happen. What's gonna get someone to open an email? What's gonna get them to click on a social share? What time are they gonna open emails? When should I send this email? When should I recommend this piece of content? It's using machine learning, taking in data to predict a behavior or an outcome. Deep learning is a subset of that that's actually trying to give the machine human-like abilities. So if you think about your iPhone, how it can be unlocked with your face, that uses facial recognition. So it's giving the machine the ability to quote unquote see. When you talk to Suri or Alexa, it's giving the machine the ability to speak and to understand language. So sight, language generation, movement, those are all things that machines don't have. Deep learning is the way we do that, and that's by actually trying to teach a machine to think like a human brain.
0: And since about November, December, when ChatGPT first burst onto the scene, AI has seen massive proliferation and adoption. Today, we talk with Brian Duran, Vice President of Sales and Marketing for MediaTree Rewards, who, as a supplier, is using AI in some pretty innovative ways. Brian Duran has been an essential part of MediaTree's growth and success over the past decade. You'll soon see he's a logistical strategist and constantly thinking about how to drive innovation through tech in digital promotions and rewards. Brian is a leader in the digital reward space, a category that has become increasingly popular in a post-COVID world. Today, I chat with Brian about how they are using ChatGPT for writing copy for product and marketing. Also, how they are using ChatGPT as a bug finder in web code. And I ask Brian's advice on when not to use AI tools such as ChatGPT. And also related, we just published an article titled, How Promo Pros Can Prepare for the AI Boom. It's an article I wrote that talks about five ways we can prepare for this incredible wave of innovation heading our way. You can check it out at community.commonskew.com. Hi friends, I'm Bobby Lee, Chief Content Officer at Commonskew. I also wanna tell you about our new newsletter called The Backpack. The Backpack is an emailed newsletter that we send to you on the first and third Friday of each month. It features trends in merch, top articles and podcast episodes, and global news impacting merch life. You can check out example issues and subscribe at commonskew.com slash backpack. Today's episode is brought to you by Commonskew, the work from anywhere platform that powers your connected workflow, enabling you to process more orders and dramatically grow your sales. To learn more, visit commonskew.com. Now here's my chat with Brian Duran of MediaTree Rewards. Hey, Brian, good to see you. Good to see you as well. Can you give us an example of how you've used ChatGPT to assist with your marketing materials?
2: Yeah, uh, we have plenty of examples. Um, I've used it for flyers. We've done website copy, landing pages, and things like that. I think the most interesting way is something I'm working on right now. Um, But as you know, look, the promo industry is all about event trip, right? Yeah. A lot of things we end up doing is we're chasing after, right? It's, uh, let's say, Nurses Week in May. so you kind of have to revolve your copy around all that. So all of your marketing mm. now, you know, you can use T-shirts for for uh, Nurses Week. You can use mugs, pens. As a supplier, it becomes kind of challenging when you have a lot of products, right? Yeah. List our products on CommonSkew. We list our products on Sage, on ESP, uh, Trigger Central, all of those, right? Right. To be on those search platforms. And the way people search things are a little bit different now that Google is all kind of like, You can open-ended, right? Google, you can type in whatever you want, you'll find what you're looking for. On those search platforms, you have to search a little more specific. Um, But if your descriptions kind of match what someone's looking for, if someone's looking for gifts for Nurses Week, your product will then show up. And it is challenging, you know, if you have 100, 200 products, how are you going to update every single product to mention right. one event, right? Right. Um, so something I figured out that Chat GPT does is there is an extension that connects to Google Sheets, and Google Sheets is basically Excel, right? Right. You can do is export all of your products. Say you have 100 products, export them all from the database, and you can have ChatGPT update your descriptions for each product it's going to read the description you have. So it knows what the product is and you can prompt it right in Excel, just within a formula saying, update this to reflect nurses. Week," And Hmm. within seconds, you have hundreds of products completely updated to something relevant that's happening now. You haven't had to change it. You haven't had to move the data anywhere else. It's still in that format. So you can add, save it and upload it back into the data. That's phenomenal.
0: So basically, you have the challenge of marketing individual products through the search engine, through the industry search engines that we use, yeah. and through our platform. Um, and so you're able to use keywords and find those keywords and find the right copy for each of those for each item, which would have been painstakingly
2: difficult per item before. For sure, yeah. You know, to update hundreds of the products, I mean, you need you essentially need a sort of writing staff that needs to be there. Right. Of going through and updating all this stuff for one person. It's a daunting task. Yeah. You know, it doesn't completely replace the, the writing staff, you you know, you have copy that's already written. Right. Meet that more efficiently and you can follow these events. You don't have to be like, all right, well I I should write one thing and hopefully it works all year. Every time an event comes, you just update that formula Mm. and, and stay active. You can stay popular and relevant. Yep. So you've got a
0: product that you're trying to position for each of these events. You call them events, it could be a holiday, it could be anything, this could be a trigger that's gonna be, and you have to probably, how many times a year do you think you have to change some of these items?
2: I mean, the next two months, I can I can think of like six events that are happening. We're at wow. a week. There is um, a Play Appreciation Day that just passed, but we also have Arbor Day coming up. Um, yeah. Teachers Weeks coming up. So all of these events, Yeah, we have to find something more generic to speak to. Right. Um, we're writing for every single one.
0: So you can have 50 events or more a year with 200 plus products.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So if you do the math, I mean, it's a lot of updating. You're right.
1: Yeah,
0: here. for sure. Are there limitations? Are there limitations to what you're doing for this particular use case?
2: Yeah. I mean, there's there's various limitations. Um, yeah. You know, there, there is some bias that comes with chat GPT. Yeah. Uh, so take to, to take a step back, in order to... To use Chat GPT, you're you're creating a chat, right? Right. Basically having a conversation with someone. It's a it's an AI bot, but you're having a conversation. So you open up a chat and each chat has its own member. So something I've learned is that if I'm in one chat, I can say who's the fastest person in the world, and it'll give me the answer. Right. And I could say, I'm the fastest person in the world. And if I tell it no enough times, Later on, I can re-ask that question, and it will tell me Brian Duran is the fastest person in the world. <laughs> True, I am definitely not the fastest person in the world, but saved in that chat, there's a bias, right? So if you're uploading your own copy and being like, you know, we have the best this and that, or this is the most efficient this, it'll run a bias around you, so you might not get mm. information that's very factual because it starts believing in what you're you're telling it.
0: Right. So that can that's a that's a negative, obviously.
2: Yeah, and I think that's a sort of limitation where, um, you know, it's it's not staying true to fact. Mm -hmm. Right about ChatGPT is that the information that's on there is is only current up till September of 2021. So if you know some sort of fact or event happened then, right, fact checked and I was like that doesn't exist anymore. The information is no longer current. So it yeah. might giving mean, you misinformation. It might say, "Right, oh, this is true. And you learn later, a year later, that that was disproved.
0: Yeah, but going back to product copy for all of these events, I mean, you could say that it's carving half, at least half of your time out just by crafting that, even if you have to go do a lot of editing.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's gonna save you a whole lot of time. Yeah. You know, you're not necessarily starting from scratch, but it's at least getting you to a point where you're able to update hundreds of products within say about, it probably takes about 30 seconds to a minute to read all of that.
0: Right. Um, You also suggested using chat GPT or other chat. I've been using Perplexity AI and there's a bunch of others out there now to upgrade your business or sales strategy. How?
2: So um, I'm one of those people where like 1230 at night, I have my best idea. (laughs) Right. I'll probably grab my phone. I'm trying to Google all these things and I'm like, does this make sense? Am I on something here? Right. And then just with kind of a challenge where I'm looking at hundreds of articles and I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. have to read all this. Is this even worth it? Um, I've noticed I kind of use it for brainstorming with ChatGPT where it's like, you know, I want to go after this market with this product, and I'm trying to figure it out like just a, a sequence to go along with it. Like is social media a good idea here, or is uh should I be only focused on emails or is whole calling on this market a good idea? Right, you're able to ask ChatGPT kind of all these questions as you would in a conversation, and it's going to read all those articles that you might not have time to read and give you a a summary. Yeah, I've had it kind of rewrite business plans for me with like side products that I had, uh, but more you know, uh, you know more in the pro-, pro industry of like looking at like you know who's interested in gift cards. Like are gift cards really uh, you know a product that is desired by empo- like employees or whatever maybe? Yeah. And you can get some real information out of ChatGPT without having to scour the entire internet looking for key points from this article and that article, it kind of does that light work for
0: you. Yeah, it's a great point. Going back to summary and like creating a summary, this just happened yesterday. I had written an article, I wrote an article for last week, published it, and um, I was doing something else and I needed a summary of my own article. So. Instead of me writing a summary of the thing that I already knew what to, what it would be, it probably saved me, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of time. I just popped it into, in this case, it was Perplexity AI and, uh, and added my own article to it. Now it was interesting because it gave me a lot, some mixed results, right? It's knowing the details of the article because I'd written it. I got the summary back and I was like, well, that's not actually what the article is about with about half of it, but half of it was right. So you could say at this point at this juncture that, you know, it probably carved 50% of my time off of just, just doing that. Um, Now where I've seen it work and not work. Um, work, um, I had a guest that joined me for a podcast episode, like what we're doing here today. And I asked him to send me his bio and instead of, and, and believe it or not, bios are hard for people to write. They're, they're, they're actually difficult for two reasons. One is a lot of people can't get objective enough about their own experience to write it. And and, and there's a lot of humility in in a lot of people, right? They're like, I don't, I don't think I've really accomplished that much. So they need someone else to help them write it. And this guy was a keener man. He went on to chat GPT and he said, write my bio. And it was pretty good. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't stellar, but it was like, it was probably as good as he was going to crank it out himself. Um, Now I've, I've also done it myself for bios, for other people, for like speakers and things like that. And there were aspects of it that didn't include things that I would normally include, but still at this point um, I love what Ann Hanley, since we're both writers, um, Ann Hanley talks about that and thinking, not thinking of AI as the creative replacement, but AI as the robot on your shoulder. And I yeah. thought that was a really good analogy, right? Of of utilizing that power and understanding it for those kinds of things.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. The, the uh, way I see it is, if you're not using it, like if you're in content writing, UX writing, if you're not using any of any of these tools, whether VT mm-hmm. whatever it may be, I don't know, yeah. genre, um found using these things, you're going to be kind of left behind. Because it does do, For sure. say, 85% of the work. And it takes a while to actually teach these AIs how to write properly. Right? I can, yeah. I can go on there right now and be like, write me a blog article on the 15 best ways to do X, Y, Z. Right. Well, it's going to be close. And some of it you're like, I don't know if that was right. Right. No. But there's there's still the artistry behind it. Like, You use, yeah. personally, know the tone, the audience. You know, should it be more educational? Should it? should be just more, you know, um straightforward. So you can prompt all of that to the AI. And I think that's yeah. one thing people kind of miss sometimes when you're you're playing around with a tool, you can rework what it gave you and get more specific on on how you feel it should be. So you can kind of give it your own influence. Yeah. Um and one of the more unique cases
0: I've heard, um, using chat GPT, you just mentioned, alluded to it there with, I think with UI or UX, um, as a bug finder in web code, can you give us an example of what you at
2: MediaTree did? How did you, how are you using it for that? Yeah. Funny that that was, it was kind of fun. Um, so we recently partnered with a company called square. Uh, mm-hmm. sure. You might've might heard of it. it's blocking. They they are basically the POS system for a lot of small businesses, a lot of living. So, what we ended up doing with them is we partnered with them. So, all these small businesses across the country are now on our gift card platform. So, you know, we had 200 national retailers, pretty easy to manage, but now we have hundreds of thousands of local businesses that are mm-hmm. on. Right, right. So, whenever you have a big lift like this where a lot of dev works behind it and you're, there's a big change to your platform, you're going to run into bugs. You know, anytime yeah. you update your website or anything, you might be like, this is perfect. And then you have that one customer is using that weird browser you've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not working. Right. Um, so we we found out that you could plug in pieces of code that you've, you've written, and ChatGPT can help you debug it. Hmm. So why isn't this displaying correctly? You can grab that line of JavaScript, even if it's Python. You, there's extensions for Python as well. And you can bring that in there, tell it what you're trying to do, It'll run that code itself and be like, it's showing this because of this, and it'll give you code back and like, this is correct code. So when we did this launch, we kind of went through this with a few other, you know, we were like, this looks perfect, but we looked at it on a different browser and we're like, why does that look that way? Mm-hmm. So we kind of ran the code through there and you know, we found a little more universal piece of code that we can that we can use. Uh, you know, coding is just language, and sometimes you get wrapped up in your own language, you kind of forget the obvious yeah. tip that might be out there.
0: Yeah. It's a really great point. Um, a few nevers you suggested, like never, ever, uh, never use it for what, what is, what is chat
2: UPT not been good for in your opinion? I think the number one thing, especially in, if you're, you're planning on using it for your business, mm-hmm. ever use it for a sales email. I probably have, have about 20 emails, unread emails in my inbox right now that are just, I can clearly tell it was a robot. that That's right. Yeah. This, it's like, that's not how people talk, you know, you're right. missing <laughs> the whole human element. And my suggestion is, you know, slow down, you know, get, mm-hmm. again, like if you are reaching out to a cold prospect and you want to, you know, get their business, you might need to take that time to understand who they are, what their business is. Yeah. A little more personal in your approach. Yep
0: um you do some creative writing yourself folks may not know that you're a writer how do you see G- chat gpt enabling a better creative creativity or perhaps thwarting or diminishing where are you at on the whole because this touches on the sales letter thing this is where you put your creative mind your sales mind to use um i'll, I'll give you my opinion but I, i'm really curious about yours
2: <laughs> i was uh i was my initial reaction was i was almost afraid Right. <laughs> oh no i'm gonna throw away my notebook. I'm gonna get rid of my typewriter here. I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah, well, right. You know what? like the, the first thing I did with ChatGPT, and I've heard of it was I asked it to write me poetry. Because as as a writer, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite things to do dabble into is this poetry. It's my like saving grace that keeps my create my creativity flowing. Um so I I was I was unsure at first. I was like, is this robot gonna write a poem better than me? Right. Wow um, I realized it <laughs> couldn't. Um and then that's when I started thinking like, you know, it, it could help you figure out when you get stuck in places, like sometimes mm-hmm. I'll, for a reason I noticed, kind of helped me get on stuck a little bit where I was like, where would, you could prompt it and be like, where, what's the next paragraph that would fit here? Yep. And it can kind of be an exercise to like get your brain, you know, yeah. I have like copied and pasted like, oh, that was a great paragraph, but I was like. Oh, I didn't think of it that way. Like this took yeah. my story to a different direction. That's exactly right. The direction I wanted it to go. So it just it got competitive with it. it is really yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> right. We don't think they'll hand Right. Would really kind of projected me forward.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. I, I think we all have to reconcile to the fact, first of all, we're already using ai tools all the time. They're baked into TikTok, they're baked into Instagram, they're everywhere. We've been using things like Grammarly for a long while now. I think a lot of folks are using it. Um and so we're already using those. And I, I'm with you. I actually don't see it as a threat people think that content people would be threatened by it i'm not threatened by it at all because i've already been using it and it has greatly enhanced the work that i do and i'm also with you in the sense that it's great for creative roblox uh getting unstuck with creative roadblocks. um notion is a one of my favorite document editors and they have it now baked right into the flow the workflow so you never have to leave a search engine you think about the you think about the distraction factor of you as a creative person working on a project. When I say creative, this can be a creative article for business. It can be your sales copy that you're working on and not having to get distracted and lose your train of thought and giving yourself that person to prompt back and forth. And like you said, have that conversation. Even if the conversation is like, well, that's shit. I can write better yeah. than that. It, it at least
2: unlocked you a little bit. You know, yeah, exactly. It, there's that nut there where you're like, yeah, you need that competitive, competitiveness every once in a while.
0: Yeah, for sure. Readwise has a reader app called Reader that just came out probably about 6 months ago. And what I love, they also created an AI tool within the workflow. So you can be reading an article like I did recently. There's an article by Kevin Kelly who's been writing the tech- Technium newsletter forever and he's the original editor of Wired magazine. Just a brilliant guy. Well, naturally, he's speaking above my pay grade, right? He's speaking above levels that I understand. But but Reader has this AI Tool built into it called ghost reader and it's and i love the nomenclature you would love this i love the how it uh it prompts you it says do you want to invoke ghost reader and what ghost reader does it says it, it the copy is about you talking to the article so it's like you would normally do in your head you're just doing it now with ai and another person in the room you're asking it what does kevin mean when he says you know the, the technium um, um, and can give you that kind of feedback so it's fascinating yeah
2: very interesting
0: Google. Other than ChatGPT, you, do you have some tool,
2: other tools you've been using? Yeah, funny enough, I mean, you mentioned Brambly, and I was going to mention that as like, it's something we've all been using for years. No yeah. one realizes it's AI. Um, yeah. I use it a lot when it comes to proposals and things like that, where I'm like, Yeah. I'll put it in there, and I'm like, it might be too passive, and it'll tell. Yeah. Like, you should yeah. be a more straightforward, here's how you do it. Yeah. Maybe I should have just dialed it in a little bit more. Right. Uh, but we've, we've used Jasper for a long time. I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but it's no. really, it's made for content creation. And the way it works is you can select what type of media you're trying to post onto, right? So you can say, this is going to be for Instagram. This is going to be for LinkedIn, or this is going to be for uh, TikTok, whatever it may be. And it understands the audience that's going to be on there. Yeah. And it, it feeds you back content that's like bite-sized for it. Yeah, you're like here's the picture I want to post on Instagram. Here's what I'm trying to say. What should I? Yeah, and it just it knows. It's like I have heard it. Now that you've said
0: that, Um, you know what we'll do too, Brian. I'll link to. I've been keeping a collection of editing tools, editor tools, creation tools, video editing tools, all those kinds of things for content for my own use um, in in a a nerdy little graph that I've been creating. So we'll, we'll add that to our show notes so people can see other things like Jasper. There. Yeah, that'd be great um how do you see us using chat gpt in the future like you're keeping an eye on this so you you're starting to look at you're you're, you're really into this you're like i think we can use this for more
2: and more things how do you see this evolving as our industry evolves uh funny enough i think it's going to be sort of the my space of things i think not that it's the first version of something but i think mm. it's the first excitement yeah one else is going to just enhance this. right So, you know, our eggs aren't fully in like one bass. We're like, we're going to use this forever. Right. figure out how to use this, because there's someone else out there who's like, I'm going to make a way better version of
0: this. Yeah,
2: yeah. When that does happen, people are going to kind of seamlessly move to it. So for a while, I mean, there's going to be a lot more use cases. I think a lot of integrations that are going to come out, like the uh, Google Sheets one that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot more of that. and that's just going to kind of be a catalyst to increase more yeah. AI bots to come out.
0: Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think we're seeing the tip of the iceberg. There's going to be so much coming forward in the next six to 12 months, really in the next three to six months. Yeah, I-, I see. Yeah proliferation of all of this i'm attending um we had our guest paul ratzer here of the ai institute on before and uh he has is hosting an ai for writers conference that i'll be doing soon i mean can you imagine putting on an ai for uh, for writers conference in 30 30 days how much can change the way the velocity is happening in the tech world right now
2: <laughs> I totally agree. You you have no idea in 30 days it could be something completely different out there and brian <laughs> you I don't think people should be afraid of it. You know, I feel like a lot of times I've I've talked to a few people who are business owners and they're like, oh, I don't now, I don't want any part of that. Like, that's too crazy. And I'm like, you should proceed with caution, but you should. Right. For sure. For sure. Even
0: just playing with it. I mean, I think it's a good exercise to know exactly what's going on. Brian, yeah. you've been generous with your time. Um, I'm starting to do this more and more with guests. The, the, when guests come on to the SKUCAST, they're giving of their time freely. You haven't talked a thing about Media Tree. What's happening lately with MediaTree? What's going on with you guys? Is there something exciting you want to share with us that's happened? What, what do folks, or let me ask it this way, what do folks not know about MediaTree that you wish they knew right now?
2: Um, I think it's the eShop Local product we were talking about earlier. Uh, it's, it's really new. Uh, there's not many people in the industry who have seen it, really. Um, it's a really exciting thing. It's, it unlocks all these different gift card options within your area, uh, which is always something people have always asked for. They're always looking for you know, supporting local businesses, things that are sustainable. So we're able to deliver this via email. There is no carbon footprint you have to worry about. Uh, there's no shipping you have to worry about. And the recipient is able to go to get a gift card for, you know, a local place that's around that. Uh, We've seen a lot of people go to coffee shops, breweries, things like that, where none of that was possible before man. You know, we only had Amazon, things like that. But now I can go to a local shop in my tab. I think it's really exciting for other people to have that opportunity as well. That's really
0: cool. So I can do, let's say I'm doing a corporate gift basket for a client and I want to include a media tree in as well to, to encourage them to shop local. I don't have to go find all those, get in touch with all those vendors. You've done all the hard work for us. And it's just a matter of activating those cards.
2: Exactly. You don't have to worry, you know, what zip code is this person in? What zip code yeah. is that? And then they have the ability to just type in their own zip code and see all the options near them.
0: Yeah, very cool. Thanks for sharing, man. Thanks for sharing your expertise. I always love talking with you. Um, and uh, we appreciate you guys at MediaTree. And thanks for um, keeping us sharp with this kind of stuff. I'd love to know six months down the road how you and I are both evolving
2: with this because it's gonna change a lot. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch.
0: Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of SkewCast. Be sure to keep up with our latest content by subscribing to SkewCast on iTunes or to our blog at community.commonskew.com. Until next time, friends, thanks so much for listening.